Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience continue in yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor and immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, you an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait?
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I your theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Um, shalom, 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 everybody. Um, we would like to honor uh, our brother Sawam Mayum uh, out there in in Houston, uh, and his wife Sharah, uh, and their son uh, Benaya, and that um, Thalmo's mother Samakaya uh, was called home um, uh, this weekend. And we definitely want to uh, give our condolences uh, to our brother, uh, to the to the family. This is Samakaya. Um, she's uh, a great sister, a great example of being an, an elder sister. Um, in her charity, in her works, in her labors, um, and in her faith uh, and, and belief in the scriptures. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the the shofar blast. We're going to play a little ram's horn right now, uh, just in, in in remembering that, and, and, and just you know, kind of acknowledging how the Most High did call her call her home. Okay, so uh, the show is still going on, but we definitely want to do this for for a, a sister who who dedicated a lot to to this truth. To I mean, from moving from Denver. To Houston, um, when Houston was 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 just just getting started, uh, living in Katy, uh, and then moving uh, to I mean just there's a lot of details to it, but we we want to acknowledge the family, <coughs> and that just some guy was definitely called home. <clears throat> um, I would like to remind us of uh, 
If we go to First Thessalonians chapter four uh, and start verse thirteen. In First Thessalonians chapter four and verse thirteen, it says, "But I would not have have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Christ died." And rose again. Even so, them also which sleep in Christ will will the Most High bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of the Most High, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So, uh, again, um, some uh, some kind. We will see you again. Um, uh, there's another scripture. I'm, uh, you know, my, my mind's a little, little phased right now. Uh, in Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Uh, the book of Revelations, uh, chapter 14, verse 13. I'm, I'm sorry, verse 12. Uh, Revelation chapter 14, verse 12 says, Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of, of Christ. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yeah, saith the, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. All right. So, again, um, uh, Samakai, the water for your, for your love and dedication to, to the Most High in Christ. Um, and for your example of charity, of love, of teaching a young woman to love her husband, uh, of, of being that widow who who remained faithful. Well, uh, we thank you, Samuel. We thank you. We thank you. You know, brothers and sisters, uh, a, a reality, a truth that we're going to have to have to that we have to that we're faced with is that Christ did tell us in Matthew twenty-four that. Well, you know what? Let me get one more scripture before I even go there. Let me get one more scripture before I even go there. Let's go to Isaiah chapter fifty-seven. 
verses 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 57, verses 1 and 2, and it says, The righteous perisheth, and no man lives it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, <clears throat> not considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his, his uprightness. So for for true Bible believers, if we really believe that the, the Bible is the word of God, that the Bible is inspired by the, by the spirit of God, uh, things written four times written for our learning, that one of the prophecies in Revelations, I ain't trying to take the whole class or the whole time with this, but one of the prophecies in Revelations, we are given a prophecy that before Christ returns, it says, behold, the pale horse, and that death and hell followed, followed him, that wherever this pale horse went, death and hell followed this pale horse. Now, we know that's a prophecy referring to this, this last kingdom, this last society that was going to be on the earth that was definitely going to be ruled by Satan. It was definitely ruled by evil. Um, similar to when Christ told us in Matthew 24, which says, as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage uh, until the day that Noah entered to the ark. Um, that, that's how it's going to be when Christ comes, that in this last society, everybody's going to be, just be living as carefree and as liberal as they want to. Um, it's, 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 it's going to be... Uh, As we see, like the LGBTQ movement, um, as, as Peter told us and Timothy told us, that in the last days, perilous times will come, that men will be lovers of their own selves, uh, haughty, um, disobedient to parents, uh, unfaithful, unholy, um, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God. Um, that we're going to be living in these times. Then there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. But part of the science for this last kingdom this last kingdom and society is that, and then from the partying and the drinking and the marrying, gaming and marriage, you know, be just as promiscuous as you want to be with men, women, children, whatever, however it's going to be, um, just living your best life, living the life you want to live, um, experiencing whatever it is you want to experience. There's going to be a lot of death from drug overdose to, to, uh, just killings, wars, and rumors of wars, um, the, the 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 poisoning of the, of the food, with the, with the um, population uh, uh, control uh, trying to take place. That and and then you know trying trying to kill the Messiah, trying to kill for this society to be trying to kill who they believe to be the next Messiah. Now understanding that you know Christ is coming from from the heavens. Uh, you know, but, but really trying to destroy the Lord's people. You know, this is going to take place. There's going to be a lot of death. Is what I'm trying to get you. But there's going to be a lot of death. And these scriptures were written for us to give us comfort. All right, the scriptures are here. The Holy Spirit is here. To, which are the which are the scriptures to give us comfort? That's why I read First Thessalonians chapter four. 
that we're not supposed to be like people who don't believe in the Bible and not have any hope as far as loved ones and, and, and people close to us being called home. Um, you know, Christ spoke to the, to, the, to, to the, the multitudes in parables. He didn't really give them an understanding of the Bible because everybody wanted to follow. Everybody's going to follow, but they want to follow anyway. They want to hear what they want to hear anyway. But to the disciples, like he said in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, his disciples, his actual students, he says, well, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For many righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not been able to see them. And hear the things that you hear and not be able to hear them. Um, we're supposed to really take hold of what? We're really supposed to take hold of this Bible, of these scriptures, and we're really supposed to believe. Right? We really have, we have to believe. Because for people who don't believe in the scriptures, they're going to be left in a place where they have no hope. Right? They're going to be left in a place where, where just, it, there's just no hope, period. Then we, don't, then we really have to check ourselves. If we get, find ourselves going there, we have to restrict our belief in the scriptures. And, and, and our belief in the scriptures can't be because just everything we want, we get. That I want this to happen, so I get it. So that must be God. That's God working because I want it. I saw it. Uh, so God gave it to me. That must be God. Um, we, we, we don't want to get to that point where that's where our belief is at. And we're not looking at the scriptures as far as um, if we're following Christ, Christ had to endure hardness. If we're going to follow Christ, we're going to endure hardness. Um, the apostles were martyred. Maybe that's one of the apostles. They were martyred, except for John. John's the one that, that Christ said, Behold thy mother, and said to his mother, Behold thy son. Of the twelve apostles, the only one not martyred, well, besides Judas, Judas, Judas killed himself. But the, of the eleven, original twelve of apostles, Ten of them were martyred for the word of God. And they took it cheerfully. They took it cheerfully. That we can't... My point I'm trying to get you, brothers and sisters, is there's going to be a lot of death before Christ comes back. Go back and remember, brothers and sisters, when Moses was born, how they were killing all the, they were killing a lot of the children during the time of Moses before us as Israel, before the Israelites were delivered out of the bondage and captivity of that evil society that was known as Egypt. There was a lot of death among the Israelites. When Christ was born, being the Savior, there were a lot of children that were killed. There's a lot of death. And as Christ, before Christ makes his return again this time, there's going to be a lot of death. But the good thing we have is we have the scriptures to help us understand death. 
And we have the scriptures to repent, uh, to learn about God's righteousness, and to not fear death, not to fear death. Not to be as those who don't really believe in scriptures and don't have any hope. We don't have. We're not given that. We don't have. We don't have to choose to think that way, or to behave that way, or to operate that way. So, just because a person, and and again, a person can be doing right by God, and God calls them home. They perish, like we read here in Isaiah chapter fifty-seven. They perish. That's not for their punishment. As it says here, I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 57 verse 1 once again. The righteous perishes, and no man lays it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. We know things are going to get turned up. Brothers and sisters, before before Christ actually makes his return, evil that's going to be in the world, it's going to get worse. The the tortures for those who believe in the scripture, believe in Christ, it's going to get worse. To where it really is going to come down to, are we going to deny Christ? I remember four months ago, five months ago, six months ago, when we first started this series about to deny Christ. We can go back over these, these these scriptures about it's going to get to the point where situations are going to be so fear-provoking, so perilous. Is a person going to choose to confess Christ in the face of death, or is a person going to deny Christ to save their life or to 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 uh to say that not not suffer choosing pleasure not to suffer because they really don't believe in the scriptures about if you do a right by the most high where your spirit does go. That even if they kill you, it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't want to make, uh, I, I gotta get this one also. When we go back to Revelations, chapter three, chapter two. In Revelation chapter two and verse ten. Now, remember, these are the words of Christ in red. All right, so this is Christ speaking here. Uh, so in Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, it says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give thee a crown of life. So for this to be the last book of the Bible, Revelations, 
we do have these 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 warnings. We do have these things um, that Christ said that is prophesied. That brothers and sisters, in the midst of of things that are happening, we don't want to just hold on to our emotions. We don't just want to let our emotions guide everything. Because remember, the scriptures say, you know, with our heart being broken, that I'm so heartbroken, I just can't take it. I'm so heartbroken, my heart, my heart, my heart, my heart. Brothers and sisters, um, what we can't forget, Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope, and whose hope the Lord is. We don't want the things and the events that are going to be happening, that are happening, to have our faith in the scriptures, to have our faith in the things that we're going to suffer, cause us not to believe the scriptures no more, not to have hope. And just be left with how we feel in our heart. When we jump down to verse 9, when we read Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, and it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we, we hear it having the scriptures about how God feels about when a person is just going by their heart, when a person is it's just about how you feel. Because now how you feel and what's going on in your heart in your life will override what the scripture says. Because of what, because the person just trusts in their heart and their feelings, they just go by, they've only been training themselves to go by their heart and to go by their feelings. The words of Christ, the words of the Bible, the words of God mean nothing. All the person will be left with is their emotions. All the person will be left with is how they feel, regardless of the words of God, regardless of the words of Christ. They're just going to follow their heart. They're only going to be, only be in touch with their emotions only be in touch with their senses. So brother said, unfortunately, this isn't going to be the first time, and it, it, I'm sorry, it's not going to be the last time we're going to deal with this, this with, 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 with death of, of close ones, of loved ones. This is not going to be the, the last time, not by a long shot. Not by a long shot. Another one. Um, Revelations. <laughs> In Revelations, chapter six. Revelation chapter six and verse nine. I, you know what? I'm gonna start at verse. I'm gonna start at verse seven. Cause I was talking about that pale horse, right? Let's start at verse seven. So Revelation chapter six, verse seven. 
It says, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. Verse 8, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto him, and power was given unto men. I'm sorry. Power was given over them uh, over the fourth part of the earth to kill with, with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Verse 11, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was sent unto them, that they should rest yet a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. So, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm just want to remind us. We're, we're in the times of death, and we're in the times of where, where we're in these times. I can't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing words right now. We're in the time of the awakening. We're in the time of the, of the preparation of Christ, Christ's uh, second return. But at the same time, the modern-day society and the modern-day world is going to be very much against people believing in the Scriptures and trying to do everything that can be possibly done to have a person just be in, so in tune with their heart, to be so in tune with their senses, that the words of God, the words of Christ, the prophecies, don't don't get thought about, looked at, or examined. And to where people would just be left with their emotions. People would just be left with their senses. And not standing on the word of God. Their foundation, their stability being what the scripture says. Being, being in touch with the prophecies that Christ said is going to happen. Now, let's get that real quick also. Revelation 19, verse 10. I, I had really, brothers and sisters, I had no, no intention of really going. I just wanted to touch real quick on the sister Samachiah, but we're here. Revelation 19, verse 10. I'm sorry, verse 9. Revelation chapter uh, 19, verse 9. And it says, and he says unto me, right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the, of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. These are the true sayings of God. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see that I do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren 
that have the testimony of Christ. Worship God for the testimony of Christ's spirit of prophecy. If we're dealing with the testimony of Jesus Christ, then we should understand that, that we're dealing with the spirit of prophecy. And that the words that Christ has spoken to us are spirit and in truth. That these words of the, of the scriptures, they're prophecy. And that not one of God's prophecies has ever failed. Not one. Not one prophecy of God has ever failed. So if we don't, again, with, with the events and with things that are happening in these last days, leading up to Christ actually getting here, there's going to be so many things happening to cause a person to want to just hold on to what they feel in their heart, to want to just hold on and grasp the, the hold on to their senses and not hold on to the word of God. That we're going, to, we're going to be tried, brothers and sisters. We're going to be tried. So we have to, and that doesn't mean that, that we're not going to feel the, 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 the sorrow. That doesn't mean that we're not, we're not going to feel the grief. That doesn't feel, that is, that's not saying that we're not supposed to mourn. Because, you know, part of the family says mourn. But it gives us for how long we're supposed to mourn. And then we're supposed to understand and, and hold on to these scriptures in dealing with death, in dealing with being brought to a lower state. We have to hold on to these scriptures, brothers and sisters. If not, we're going to be so caught up into just our senses, so caught up in just how my, what my heart is telling me. Uh, Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26, the book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26, this is what it says. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. If we're going to just be pulled into this trap of just going by your heart, going by how you feel, I can't get over how I feel, my feelings, my heart, my feelings, my feelings, my heart, my heart, my feelings, and we're not going to hold on to our belief and faith in the scriptures, here God is telling us in the book of Proverbs 20, verse 26, that he that trusts in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. All right? So we want to be careful, brothers and sisters. We want to be careful. All right? We want to be careful. So with that, uh, I do want to, uh, you know, to get to these introductions. Uh, Father, 
we come to you. And Father, we ask that you might please listen to us now, right now. Father, please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen. You know what? Hold on a second. Man. Okay. Uh, to bless, uh, to strengthen, to help, to protect, and to build up. Yahweh, we ask that you might bless Samakaya and that you might keep Samakaya. Lord, we ask that you make your face to shine upon Samakaya and be gracious unto Samakaya. Father, we ask that you might lift up your countenance upon Samakaya and give Samakaya peace as well as to her son, Thaiwan Mayam, who is faithful and diligent in your work and trying to wake up your people. To Sharat, the wife of Thaiwan Mayam, who has, has, has dedicated and sacrificed to this work that even if she didn't have money, she definitely gave her time to help get your work done, get this work out. And that's Unbeniah. And to the camp in Houston, the, the stream of wisdom in Houston, for, for the work they're doing and for, the, and for what, this, uh, what, they're, what they're going through with the loss of this elderly sister, this faithful sister, there in Houston, Father. We ask you all these things, Father, in Christ's name. Amen. And now, Father, in the name of Christ, we ask you to please uh, listen to us and to please send your spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up, uh, Naya, the wife of, of Yahweh, she has the sport of truth here in San Antonio. We ask, Father, for the sister Labaya, the wife of our brother Tazapah. We ask, Father, for Miss Barbara's husband, uh, Mr. Charles, the, um, the, the help for our the sister, Miss Catherine, the mother of our brother, Tazapah. We ask, Father, for the sister, Bobby Dixon. We ask, Father, for the, uh, for the sister, uh, Sierra Leakey, the daughter of our brother, David. We ask, brother, uh, Father, for our brother, Shaquan out there in uh, Nova, Virginia. We ask for our sister, Abadiah, the wife of our brother, uh, Lakama. Again, with the stream of wisdom out there in Houston, Texas. We ask for our, uh, our brother, Balmor Mercha, and for his wife, Waradaya, here in San Antonio. We ask for Miss Catherine, Ma Dukes, the mother of our brother, Tazapah. We ask for our friends up in Albuquerque, for Becky, for Daryl, and for Becky's sister, Carmen. Continue prayers, Father, uh, going up for my in-laws, uh, 
and the entire Lovett family, including, uh, you know, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and all, all the nieces and nephews from them. Um, we asked Father for, <coughs> excuse me, the Coates family, the entire Coates family, the family of our brother, Gabar Kowa. We asked Father for our brother, Kazakia, up there in Norfolk, Virginia, and his family. Continue prayers, Father, for our brother, Tahawan Mayam, uh, out there in Houston, and again, for his wife, Sharah, and for their son, Benaya. Uh, uh, Father, we ask for our brother, uh, Sahawam, here in San Antonio, uh, West Beverly. Father, we ask for our sister, Ayana, the wife of our brother, Awana Aya. He had the sport of truth here in San Antonio. Father, we ask for the daughter of our brother, Tazapa, and his wife, Arakaya, their daughter, Cece. We ask, Father, for the daughter of our brother, uh, Barnabad, and his wife, Kodeshaya, Aliyah. And we ask, Father, for the daughter of our brother, Gabakuwa, uh, and her mother, Aizali, uh, her mother, Anagasha, their daughter, Aizali. Continue prayers, Father, for our, for our brother, Tazapa, and his family. For our brother Kodashibar out here in San Antonio as well. For our brother Yanawatan, who's currently on the road traveling right now. For the family of Gabaya Allah out there in Florida, with his wife Aisha, their, their, their nephew Keontae, and their niece Rihanna. And for the mother in law of our brother Gabaya Allah, uh, Ruthie Mae Johnson. Uh, we ask Father for our brother and for his family. Also out there in Florida, Sham Kodash with his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazakia. We ask our brother, Lavander, brother LV, out there in Riverside, California, and for his mother, Pat Washington. Father, we're asking, we raise up to you, and ask that you might uh, put a blessing upon our sister, Kwadashaya, the wife of our brother, Barnabas. We ask for our friends, Sean Stark, Sylvia Khan. We ask for our brother in Africa, uh, Shapar, and for his brother, for Ashwan, for this sister, Marari. We ask, Father, for our brother, Yamah, up there in Lubbock. We ask for the brother, Yasha Allah, in Gallup. We ask for the sister, Ainawa, uh, the daughter of uh, Gayalaba here in San Antonio. And Father, I, we, I ask for my parents, Eddie and Bobby Morris, and that you might receive also their pastor who just passed away, Pastor Smith. And Father, we ask that you might put your name upon the children of Israel and that you might bless them. In Christ's name we pray. We thank you always. Thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm going to have to take a little intermission here. I'm going to take take. Uh, his name will be, well, I'm going to take an intermission. I didn't say it's a little. I'm going to take an intermission. Uh, then we'll come back, and we'll go ahead and get into this class, all right? Then we'll come back and we'll get into this class. And the class is Idols of the Gentiles, Spiritual Fornication, Part 9, Flee from Idolatry, all right? So let me take this, this intermission, and when we come back, we're going to get into the class. All right, here we go.
right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, let me check. Mic check, mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check. All right. Everything, all of my mics are on from what I can see here from the studio and from my phone. So let's, let's, go and get, let's get into this class, all right? Um, all right, so dealing with idols of the Gentiles, uh, spiritual fornication, uh, flee from idolatry. Uh, this is part nine of the series. But brothers and sisters, this series started uh, uh, probably about more like three months ago uh, when we first started. And you can go to www dot blogtalkradio.com uh, when you pull the website up when, on, on your phone, your tablet or uh, your desktop or your laptop computer um, go to the search box type in Mashaba M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A that's going to bring you to our episode pages alright um, that's going to bring you to our episode pages and uh, going from the, the newest or the latest uh, episode that we do or show that we do going all the way back to February 10th uh, 2010 February 24, uh, 2010, 28, not 2010, you've got us. No, no. Go back to February 2010, you got all, all of our shows. All right? They're right there. Um, but this series that we started, we actually started this series. Uh, you can go back to our archives to the library um, from myself or the brother Tazapal, even the brother uh, Bonabad, where uh, the schedule that we have for Blog Talk is uh, Monday through Thursdays. We try to do it from 10 a.m to about 12 noon, uh, uh, Central Standard Time or, or Texas Time, uh, and then come back on Friday nights for the Brother Barnabad uh, with Friday Bible breakdowns uh, that he has on, on Friday nights, okay? Uh, I, I do Mondays and Wednesdays, and then the Brother Tells the Fire, uh, uh, you know, work committing, uh, does Tuesdays and Thursdays, and again, the Brother Barnabad does Friday nights, uh, what have you. And yes, I'm in the midst of looking for a, a job right now, as, well, as a matter of fact, so, with all that being said, uh, this series that we actually started about um, the true birth of Christ, please go back and check it out. Please go, go back into the archives, um, the true birth of Christ uh, is where this actually started. But even before that, we were going over what it means to deny Christ. And that wound up being like a 12-part series uh, that we did. And then we did like a, almost a 20-part series about what it means to deny Christ was it led us now to the true birth of Christ uh, that, that we're covering, which led us to the sub-series, uh, if you will, of uh, spiritual fornication. And the reason we're going that I'm, I'm having to put this all together like this is they're still going back to the part about denying Christ. That, that's that's the, the base or the anchor of where all this is coming from, but it led to these other subtopics, these sub-series that we had to cover. Uh, now, in dealing with the truth of the Christ and the spiritual fornication, we've had to go back and, and, and put together through history, put together through the records, put together through, through, uh, through scriptures, uh, how much influence paganism has had on the worship of Christ, the worship of Jesus, the worship of um, uh, in many religious institutions. And we're seeing that there's many pagan practices that will start all the way back from, from the time of Nimrod, the Tower of Babel, uh, in, in the kingdom of uh, the first kingdoms of, of Babylon and Assyria, 
that their legend and their mythology um, that was started with them has literally been a part of every society and every nation on the planet Earth. From that time, some uh, 2,500 years before Christ, all the way to modern day today, their influence on on paganism, on on mythology, from Egyptian mythology to um, uh, uh, Greek mythology to Roman uh, uh, mythology to Chinese mythology to Tibetan mythology to to Japanese mythology um, has been felt across the whole world throughout this whole time uh, coming after the flood. And that for a lot of the beliefs that we, that, we, that we hold on to, the research really hasn't been done into that research, the, the, uh, that worship of why we do the things that we do. And it's, 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 so we, we, we've gone through with this fine-tooth comb um, and trying to bring out and trying to, trying to display um, for your information, for your hearing, for your education, um, that a lot of things that we do, that a lot of everyday things that we do today is very heavily based in paganism, very heavily based in heathen, devilish worship, all right? And that we're really trying to show how with, from Nimrod and his wife Semiramis and his son Tammuz that this was the birth of, uh, it was from their worship um, and them being, their being, uh, them being uh, exalted as Fertility gods, as agricultural gods, as gods of war, gods of love. That remember Nimrod, when the Greeks was uh, going through the naming the constellations, and they named the, the the constellation Orion. That was based off of Nimrod, right? The constellation Orion, the, the great hunter. That's actually Nimrod. That that that's just another name for Nimrod, being Orion. All right. And that uh, as we get ready to come into this, this very healing, most wicked uh, time of the year called Christmas and setting up other Christmas trees or whatever on December 25th, that that goes all the way back to Nimrod as well. Um, uh, and then the Christmas tree, that when he died uh, and, his, and his enemies cut his, his body into pieces, the only piece that his wife re- was able to recover was his penis. And that the tree was erected, the, literally, the tree was erected the evergreen tree was put up in commemoration of him. And from the Yule laws and everything, going back to Tammuz, that and to decorate the tree and to bring presents to the tree on his birthday, December 25th, had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It has absolutely nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Um, uh, the, the obelisk, like the Washington Tower, the Washington Monument, that, that is uh, going all the way back to Nimrod and that representing his genitals. All right, that we, we've been going on all these things that for a lot of things that we take for granted, the Easter Bunny goes back, even the name Easter goes back to Ishtar, goes back to Astoreth, a fertility goddess, a love goddess. Um, uh, it is very pagan, all right? It is very pagan, um, and it's idol worship. And that these, are the, these are the things that the nations do and, uh, and that the nations worship that have seeped into Israelite culture, have seeped into believers' culture to where we have been caught up into these very same practices, um, and it's been rampant, right? It's been rampant from the days of Nimrod uh, until present day, and that these are some of the same customs and some of the same things that the apostles were, were, were wrestling.
wrestling with, when it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual weakness in high places, that it was these very same idols, these very same um, uh, rituals, the very same customs and traditions that they were trying to wrestle in the New Testament, throughout Asia, uh, from Ephesus to uh, Colossi, Colossi, to Thessalonica, to, to uh, uh, Galatia, to Phrygia, to uh, Thyatira, to Pergamos, that these were the same customs that they were fighting and wrestling with that Christ was talking about. It's time to repent from these things. That, and again, going throughout history, that uh, just by different names, but the same type of worship and the same type of things, the same type of practices were being exercised, all right, and that we need to come out of this. Leading us to, brothers and sisters, really trying to get to this point of the story that we have about Mary being a virgin as far as never had sex and having a miraculous birth that a spirit, the, called the Holy Spirit, a spirit or whatever, impregnated her and she gave birth to a divine child, that ideology is pagan, brothers and sisters. It's pagan. So we've been going through these, these classes trying to build up to, to really bring these things out so that we're not really caught up into denying Christ as well. Okay? So um, uh, if you can follow me, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. And it says, But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. And this is the history. This is uh, Paul in Corinth. And Corinth had some of the most wicked, heathen uh, practices for, as far as the, the worship of the god Zeus, as far as the worship of the god uh, Apollo, Dionysus, Bacchus, uh, uh, Saturn, Jupiter, uh, Hera, Athena, Diana, um, uh, Hermes, that Corinth was a major center of pagan worship. And the fornications that was taking place at Corinth, remember, in Corinth, some of the things that, that the fornication of Corinth, they, they were very heavily involved with sex orgies and partying and getting drunk and getting, uh, uh, getting high and just experiencing life. Uh, 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 give themselves over to displeasure. Um, uh, and there were drugs back then. Uh, one of the main uh, drugs that was used was the poppy plant, where you get opium from, uh, which also uh, you also derive heroin from, which you also derive morphine from, which also you also derive fentanyl from, opioids that they were very heavily involved with these type of drugs, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, uh, and the music that was taking place, uh, uh, that all this was very rapid in Corinth, all right? So Paul was trying to remind the brothers and sisters that were now try, uh, coming out of some of these ways and coming back to the identity of, of, of being believers, uh, and, and, but still was holding on to a lot of these other practices. He was like, look, don't forget our history of what happened to the Israelites in the wilderness. All right, let's not forget, and this is what he tried to just remind him of. So verse 6 again, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Now, remember, we go back and we, we're doing this research, 
that not only Corinth, but from the, the poppy plant to cannabis to weed to uh, blue lotus plants to mushrooms, all this was a part of these pagan worships that was taking place, again, extending all the way to, to Nimrod to present day. Brothers and sisters, there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. So to, to, to get high, to get numb, to get uh, 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 blowed, uh, to, 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 to get something to, to help with, 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 with uh, erections, to get something to help with, 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 with ejaculation. Um, and remember, it got to the point where it didn't matter if you was doing this with a, a, a heterosexual relationship, a homosexual relationship, or a bestial relationship. It was all about a pleasure, and what you can derive from pleasure, corporophilia, which was, you know, where you have sex and you, have, you derive sexual pleasure from feces or, or from, uh, I mean, the urinate, it was called like urinate, urinology or urinopathy, where you, have, you get sexual pleasure from urine. You know, like, yeah, R. Kelly. That these things, these are practices that are not brand new. They've been going on. It was about the, reaching the pleasure centers, reaching the pleasure centers, and 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 just giving yourself over to these things. All right, um, and then getting numb, and then with the the worship of Bacchus and uh, uh, Bacchus, Dionysus, and Baal, you get so high, you get so so blowed, you're not gonna feel guilty. That it's about you being, being free and living your best life, All right? That these were things that was going on. So says, so don't lust after evil things like they lusted. We was touching on the pornography, the images of the of the uh, uh, of Baal and Ashtoreth being the fertility god, and Ashtoreth being the goddess of love, of sexuality. That the pornographic images, brothers and sisters, pornography is not a porn hub. The concept ain't new. Looking at sex, watching sex, looking at uh, all the sex statues. We won't cover some of that today. Um, uh, the, the sex toys. None of this stuff is new, brothers and sisters. This was being used. This was being done. And just stay high. Stay inebriated. To where it got so bad, brothers and sisters, this, these things were being done in, in religious rituals. In part, as part of temple worship, like in a strip club, literally, and that we were selling, that, that it, it was being done, the prostitution was being done with men, with women, with children. Brothers and sisters, when we get it, we, we've gone over this in this series. Remember, when they say long hair don't care, that's true. In Corinth and in Asia, the way you tell a woman was from, oh, the way you could tell if a woman or a man was promiscuous, they would wear blonde weaves and wigs. That was to let it be known, yes, I'm promiscuous. Yes, I'm for sale. Yes, I'll try it. Yes, we can do this. As part of the religious worship of Diana, of Venus, of Aphrodite, of Baal. But that's even now the pornography of Baal and Astoreth, uh being sex gods. Remember, part of an agricultural god. 
we've covered this in this series, that with the agricultural gods, the belief was the gods, the sky gods, the, the, the sun gods, the moon goddesses, that they would see humans having sex and having, deriving so much pleasure in orgies and whatever it took place, just reaching the height of your pleasure center, that they would get so excited at watching you have sex, um, almost like in a voyeur type of, 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 of uh, situation, that the gods would have, they would reach climaxes. And that from the gods reaching climaxes, that w- would bring the rain because the gods was watching and getting so caught up into the pleasure and the things that we, that humans were doing, that they would climax, and that would be the, that's where thunder would come from, that's where rain would come from, so now our crops are being watered, which led to having excess of gain. So the, the images that would be, that we would look at, from the statues, from the carvings, and all this type of stuff. It's nothing new. Uh, uh, Hugh Hefner didn't come up with anything new with, 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 with Playboy, with Pornhub. These things and concepts are not new to get a person's mind caught up with you, just the images. All this is ancient pagan worship. Verse 7. Neither be your... I'm sorry. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. So we covered that. We've been over this, brothers and sisters. Now, and moving on with the class. Verse 4, 14. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. All right? This is what now we're, we're the point focusing on. We want to make sure we're fleeing from idolatry. And we covered last week, you know, uh, well, our last class, about, uh, I'm going to read it here. Here's some information about the, the virgin births of Addis, Mithra, Horus and Ra, that the virgin birth that, that, that many of us believe in, Mary was not the first virgin birth story. Long before Mary having a, being impregnated by the Holy Spirit or by a spirit and giving birth to the divine son, that story is ancient paganism, where we find the same, that virgins gave birth to Addis, to Mithra, to Horus, and to Ra, the sun god Ra. That that concept of a, a miraculous birth, that is not Christian, that is not biblical, all right, that is not biblical. We do read about miracle births in the Bible. Hell, Isaac was a miracle birth. But and, and what made Isaac a miracle birth was what? 
His mother was 90. His father was 100. And that they was able to have sex and for her to give birth at 90 years old, that was a miracle. Isaac, that was a miracle. Um, Samuel, Samuel's mother being barren and then becoming impregnated from her husband, not the Holy Spirit, not, 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 not some mystical um, uh, event. Samuel came that way. All right. So there, there are examples of miracle births in the Bible, but not where a woman never had sex with a man. It'd be the age that made it a miracle. It'd be the fact that they were barren that made it a miracle, but not the fact that it was somehow an angel coming and having sex with a human. And yes, we're gonna see. I, see, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there, but we're going to cover that. We're going to go into into. And that's going to be a long series, brother. I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to go and cover about this, this, this error that angels came down from heaven and had sex with humans. I call them Nephilim. We're going to have to cover that. I see that now. We're going to have to go ahead and cover that because that's where a lot of some, also this man is coming from. But, no, that concept also has been superimposed with what the Bible's talking about. Let me just give it to you in a nutshell. In the Bible, it talks about the sons of God. There's two, and I'm about to make a whole class about this. But in the Bible, you have different class, different classifications about the sons of God. All right, you have the sons of God being the sons of Adam, where Adam was known as the son of God, and his his. Uh, uh, Lineage, having sex with the other women of the world, the daughters of men, and giving themselves over to the fertility worship and the agricultural worship that was taking place even before the flood, going all the way to the days of Adam, as opposed to Adam and Eve, as opposed to, and see, we got to get into that Adam and Eve, it wasn't just Adam and Eve. There was a whole people, a whole nation of people called Adam that Eve came from. That there was millions of people on the planet Earth already. All right? But the sons of God, being the sons of, 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 of Adam, going with the other nations at that time. That was the sons of God having uh, coming down, or, or that was the sons of God seeing the daughters of men and having sex with them and giving birth to the giants. Those giants are just talking about um, some the giant green giant or or or, or uh, some some that type of thing. These were giants, and that they was they they strove to make names for themselves at that time. They 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 were trying to make you know great monuments to themselves, trying to make great um, uh, from from cities to monuments, leaving legacies to where their names will live forever that that was the giants, like the giants of industry is what was going, taking place at that time. And I'm giving all this in a nutshell. You know, I might have to put a class together so that I can bring this all out. But the classification of sons of God from Genesis chapter 5, 6 and 7, was led to the flood. That one talking about angels coming down having sex with humans. That is not what it's talking about. 
So you have the one classification of sons of God being the descendants of Adam, right? The sons of Adam, the people of Adam. Then we have the sons of God from Job being the angels, all right? But we have to do our reading so we can discern. Then even, so, so that we can discern, all right? Trying to get back on, on, on topic now. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. I know I just, I just, I just, I know that was an avalanche of information. <laughs> I know that was an avalanche of information. And I got to slow down. I'm trying, I'm trying to overcompensate for actually getting this topic um, with the, with the recognition of Dawam, Dawam Mayam, Shirah, uh, and the, the the stream of wisdom, uh, Houston, Texas, with the loss of the the, the sister, the, the mother, um, Samakaya. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to not keep thinking about that, but get into this class and try and get get in this class. But so many things is you know uh, obviously coming up. It does have my mind jumping. It does have my mind jumping. So let's go back to first Corinthians chapter ten, verse fourteen. So let's go back to uh, chapter first Corinthians chapter ten, verse fourteen, and it says, "Wherefore, my my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry." Okay, and we've been again, we've been covering this in all these classes. Flee from idolatry. Go back and check out our series, please. All right. I obviously I can't cover everything as in a recap that we've been going over for the past six months. Okay. First Corinthians seventeen verse twenty now. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. This is what we we started now now. Uh, we're, about to, we're about to go deep now, right? We're, 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 where the submarine has been floating on, on top of the water, uh, uh, sailing out to the ocean, now starting to, the, we're starting to dive. All the hatches have been latched. Now the submarine's about to dive. We're about to, we're, we're about to start to go deep with this topic. So, First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to devils and not to God. So the idols and the idolatry, the idols of the other nations, including the virgin birth, the, the, the sex rituals and goddesses, and the drugs and the herbs and the, uh, that was being used, all those things were being sacrificed to devils and not to God. The belief that a spirit impregnated Mary is the idolatry of the Gentiles. It's the paganism of the Gentiles. And that is not being done or in recognition to God the Father, but that's being done in recognition to uh
to devils. All right, to devils. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Listen to what's being said here, brothers and sisters. Just like, you know, even I, I got to say it like this. A lot of people are familiar that Christmas is pagan. A lot of people know this. But they'll come back and justify why they still do it because it's for the kids. The no has has pagan origins. So, but we'll say things like, "Well, that's what they did back then." But the way I use it now, I'm not doing it for that reason now. Come on, y'all. That 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 justification is 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 in the eyes of God ridiculous. And here, First Corinthians chapter ten verse twenty one is telling us the same thing. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord. And the cup of devils. You can't be. We cannot be partaking in the things and the customs and the traditions that the Gentiles partake in, that they deal with, that they accept, and come back and try and mingle the same with God. God don't see it that way. God is not following your heart. How you feel. Remember, we read earlier. Whosoever trusts in, in whosoever trusts in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs chapter twenty verse twenty six. So this thing about I'm just gonna follow my heart because it makes me feel good. I like the way the, the look on, on, on children's faces. Okay, that's how you feel, but that's not how God feels. Then now, kids or children are more caught up into thinking about some damn Santa Claus than Jesus Christ. Some damn candy canes, some damn Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, some damn Foster the Snowman. Make sure they go to into church and sing the Christmas carols which goes back directly to the worship of Zeus, that that was part of the Zeus worship, and singing those hymns. But because it makes your heart feel good, that's why it, somehow now God's supposed to change a couple thousand years of punishment to the Israelites for partaking in these type of things. That's supposed to be just done away with because here now, 2023, it makes you feel good, so God must understand, because God's supposed to know your heart. If we could dissect that statement for a second, brothers and sisters, God knows my heart. I, 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 that's a true statement. God does know our hearts. That's why God left us the Bible, to correct our hearts. I'm I, I going to do the drum roll sound bite. First Corinthians 17, verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. 
You can't sit down to what's supposed to be for God or be about God, but you're sitting at the table of devils? No. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? When so, you know, what, what Paul is referring to right here? Ten Commandments. Right? Because we go, y'all, y'all go, right? Because remember, that, that's what it takes to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven, right? Surely you know the Ten Commandments. Surely. I know you, you might know all the seven reindeer. Was it Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Vixen? Come on now. Surely you know the Ten Commandments. Well, let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Let's start at verse 1. Let's go to the book of Exodus, chapter 20. Let's start at verse 1. We ain't going to go through all 10, but let's just, let's just start here. It's a good, good place to start about making God jealous. Exodus, chapter 20, verse 1. And God, I'm going to use the word God here, you know. I, you'll hear human interchange, the most high. I might even go ahead and say his name, Yahweh. But for now, we're going to just read the English text right here. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Verse 3, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 3, thou shalt, not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Verse 4, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. You know, something that, that's graven, like you, you made it, so it's special and sentimental to you. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I know. Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, you know, like sun worship, like moon worship. And from moon worship, you know, we get the queen of heaven, where you get your cakes from, and why you put candles on the cake to represent the light of the moon, and then you blow the candles out because it's like the, the, the full moon going dark, the new moon going dark, or the full moon going dark. He said, thou shalt not make any graven image. Oh, of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You know, like the worship of, you know, Poseidon, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? As, as the new Aquaman, the new Aquaman movie is about to come out. You know what I mean? You know, or, or Namor, and all the mythologies that go with these things. 
I know it's them as comic books, but you know the concept. All these comic book heroes and stuff, they go back to pagan gods. That you know it's for the kids. You know, for the kids. Exodus chapter twenty verse five. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Do we? Do we? Do we, you know how we know we get miss that? Who wants to deal with somebody who's jealous? <laughs> you know. Uh, for for a man to be jealous over his wife, that's oh you 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 jealous? Are you so insecure that you jealous? Who wants to be with a man like that? Oh you toxic! How far away from God have we gotten that we're gonna look down at somebody who's jealous at a man that's jealous? It's crazy how a man who's jealous. That's that he. There's something wrong, mentally wrong with him because he's jealous, right? Because he, what well, he's controlling, he uh, uh, he wants things done a certain way, and that's like just too much. That's tox. That's male toxicity. But for a woman to be jealous, it's like yeah, that's okay. That she's a woman, she's allowed that. Come on. Let's look up the word jealous. Let's look up the word jealous. Ooh, jealousy. Comic Social Club. Well, how do you look it up? All right, jealous. Come on, y'all. This is crazy. Jealous from Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Webster's, not the Merriam-Webster, just the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Jealous. Definition number one, suspicious. What is the Lord God Almighty? He's jealous. He's suspicious. The next next fragment in the definition of jealous, for definition number one, we have suspicious, semicolon, Apprehensive of rivalship. Yeah, I don't want anything to rival your loyalty to me. This is how God is. Even with you and your heart. Reading up the definition. Uneasy through fear that another has withdrawn or may withdraw from one the affections of a person he loves. That, yes, God is, is uneasy at the thought that something's going to draw you away from loving him, draw us away from loving him. Yes! That's God. This is God. The Lord God Almighty. You know, once y'all be going to church on Sunday, the wrong day, Singing to? Who said he's jealous? Reading on. It says, uh, 
uneasy through fear that another has withdrawn or may withdraw from one of the affections of a person he loves or enjoys some good which he desires to obtain. Then you're going to to give your good to someone else instead of to God. You're going to give your best to God. He's going to be the, you know, second thought after you please yourself, after it's about what you want, after you follow your heart. And this is what, this is what Paul was trying to hit the Israelites about in Corinth during his teaching. All, all through time, though, God's been, been upset with this. God has, has voiced this, this thing. In every society that the Israelites was around, don't be doing what the other nations do. You can't be a partaker of, of, of sitting at God's table and also sitting at the table of devils. That don't work for God. That don't work for, that don't work for him. Reading on, it says, um, followed by or of and applied both to the object of love and to the rival. That your, 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 your devotion is split. Your loyalty is split. We say, now here, here's the sentence that Webster gives. We say a man is jealous of the woman he loves or jealous of his rival. A man is jealous of his wife and the wife of her husband. Number two, suspicious. Suspicious that we do not enjoy the affections or respect of others. Or that another is more loved and respected than ourselves. This is what God is. This is how God feels. Number three, emulations full of competition. That God has to compete for your love, for your loyalty, for your respect. Exodus chapter twenty verse five. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. It says, visiting, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. That's revenge, y'all. You know, from the same guy who not only gets jealous, and it says, jealousy is the rage of a man. The same guy who says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. Um, let's not forget, brothers and sisters. Let's not forget. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 5. The book of Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 5, for thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. I know we ain't forgot that scripture. I know that God looks at God's relationship with Israel is like God is the husband and 
Israel is supposed to be his wife, his woman. And yeah, he's supposed to have to compete for your, for your love, for your devotion, for you to give your best because you want to have your loyalty split behind your heart and how you feel and then give God whatever's left. Somehow, how, how the hell is that fair? How does a person justify that in their minds? Let's not also forget, brothers and sisters. He said right there he's our husband, right, to the nation of Israel. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 3. You know, Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse, uh, I'm sorry, verse 12. We're going to be down. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12. Go and proclaim these words toward the north. Now, we know at this, this, at this time, when Jeremiah is saying this, it's before the Israelites, uh, uh, as after Israel, the kingdom of Israel, has split into two, two separate nations, two separate kingdoms. And we had the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. We understand that, the historicity of that, right? Ooh, big word. But we can use this as a prophecy also because where can you find a remnant of all 12 tribes at any earth that you can't really find nowhere else? Good old U.S. of A., America, Babylon the Great, spiritual Egypt, and Sodom and Gomorrah. That is here in America, the great melting pot, you can find a remnant of all 12 tribes here in America. Even though the 12 tribes are scattered to the four corners of the earth, you can't find another place on the planet Earth that's got all people, all tribes, all nations have had a remnant in one place that you can't here in America. And where does America happen to be at? North America. God's word is perfect. So Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 12, go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Verse 13, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 13. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God. You know, thy maker also who is thy husband. And hast scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. I'm not gonna get deeper into this. We, even we could we could go here, but there's Ezekiel chapter 16, the book of Ezekiel, <laughs> the book of Jeremiah, the book of Isaiah, the book of Hosea. Oh, the book of Hosea, the book of Numbers, Judges, about how the Israelites who are supposed to be married to God with the marriage vow that was taken at Mount Sinai that he would be our God and we would be his people. 
when we avouch ourselves to God, that insisting loyal to God, we have literally had sex with all the other nations' gods under every green tree. What kind of hoe is that? What kind of, 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 of you know what? God even says, God can't even call us prostitutes. In Ezekiel chapter 23, he says that at least a prostitute gets paid for what she's doing. But he says, but you, like a treacherous wife, you pay people to have sex with you. This, this is what God's saying about the Israelites. You don't even get nothing out of the deal, you, but you pay your lovers to come have sex with you as opposed to being loyal to God, who's supposed to be our husband. And he says, under every green tree, you've done this. You've had sex. Think about that. You ever, in, in the city you grew up in or the town you grew up in, <laughs> you ever think about all the places that you've had sex at? Or in, in a house. You, you ever think about, like, all the good sex that you might in, in a different, different place, in the kitchen, in the bathroom, in the garage, out back, uh, uh, on, on top of the washer, uh, uh, what, what have you? I, 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 I don't know. And you, those memories just come back? He says we've had sex with strangers under every green tree. And when we look, we reminded of somebody we had sex with, another nation that we dealt with. And this is how God's looking at it. But I know in our hearts, but in our hearts, that's not how we feel, huh? Like God just won't let us be free, huh? God's, uh, see, God is just. He just don't understand. Ooh, who is sort of God like that? All controlling and shit. That, 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 that. Oh. So God, your self-esteem is so, so little. That 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 you afraid you're gonna lose me? Verse fourteen, Jeremiah chapter three, verse fourteen. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I'm gonna bring you back home. I'm going to bring you back to my, to my place. Come on, come on, girl. Come on over to my place. He's going to bring us back. Oh, just, oh my goodness. Just some love. But remember, first he said, you got to acknowledge your iniquity. That's Jeremiah 3, 13. Then verse 15, Jeremiah 3, 15. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So God is telling us right here, uh, but I'm going to give you pastors, I'm going to give you teachers that are going to feed, feed you according to how God feels, according to God's heart, not how you feel, which shall feed you, us, with God's knowledge of how he feels and God's understanding about how he feels. So, Going back to First Corinthians chapter ten. Hold on, let me do this. Let me do this. Oh, because I, I just you know uploaded it here. <sighs> here we go. 
First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 22. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger? Uh, are we stronger than he? And we think we are. Because how we feel, it's how we see it, it's how, how we, and we want God to understand how we feel. Forget hearing how we made him feel. Don't want to hear that, because then we're going to have to acknowledge we did wrong. God needs to hear our justification of why we can do what we do, how we do. Why don't you, why do we do what we do, what you do, what you did to me? Little Jermaine Jackson. I'm 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 gonna get album, y'all. I'm I'm sorry, album. Cool. Let's go to Webster's chapter Webster's dictionary. Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary. Let's go back there. Because what we just read in First Corinthians chapter ten and verse twenty twenty says what I say I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. So let's look up devils. Let's look up devils. Oh, I don't know if y'all, oh, I need to find that sound clip too. Y'all ready for this? I got, I'll be writing this stuff down, stuff I need to get. Webster's 1828 Dictionary, devil. Definition number two, that's from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Definition number two, not the Merriam-Webster, just Webster's, right? Webster's definition of devil. Definition number two, a very wicked person. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils or to who? A very wicked person. This whole thing about the miraculous birth of a virgin being impregnated by a god, by a spirit, by an angel, which goes all the way back to Ceramicus, being impregnated by her dead son, or, I'm sorry, by her dead husband, that these things that we partake in goes back to that very wicked person starting that? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not, with that right there, because I, I just, you know, I came out kind of loud. I know a lot of people just, y'all just hung up. <laughs> Webster's 1828 Dictionary, devil. Number two, a very wicked person. What was Nimrod? What was Ramesses? Most of those and, and the myth, mythologies that they have touched every single society from 3,500 years B.C., 3,500 years B.C. to 2023 A.D., their influence, their mythology has been followed and practiced and worshipped and adored. A very wicked person. And in ludicrous language, not Luda from, from Atlanta, and in ludicrous language, a great evil. So a devil is a very wicked person or a very great evil. Check out definition, check out definition number three, y'all. Check out definition number three. An idol or false god. And brothers and sisters, our, our, our boy Webster, 
gives us in reference Leviticus, the whole 17th chapter, and in, and in, and in reference Second Chronicles chapter 11. Let, let's go to let's go to Leviticus chapter 17. Come, come on, don't don't be afraid. No, don't 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 be scared. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 17. And we're going to read verses 1 through 7. All right? Since Noah Webster gave us this to help us get an understanding that a devil could be, you know, a very wicked person, a great evil, an idol, or a false god. First Corinthians, I'm sorry, Leviticus, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons and to all the children of Israel, and say unto them, This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, saying, not suggested. Did y'all catch that? This ain't a suggestion. This ain't a, if, it, if, it, if, if, you, if, you, if it comes to your mind and, and you come around to it. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded, verse 3. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 3. What man, soever there be, of the house of Israel that killeth an ox or lamb or goat in the camp or that killeth it out of the camp and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer an offering unto the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord. So this is to the whole, the whole house of Israel. All the tribes of Israel. This is what the Lord commanded. If any man kills an ox, a lamb, or a goat, either in the camp or outside the camp, and you don't bring that offering to God, to the tabernacle of God, to God's house, to his temple, to give God an offering, blood shall be imputed unto that man. He don't, he don't, ooh, ooh, you're going to be in trouble. Blood shall be imputed unto that man. He hath shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. To the end, that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices, which they offer in the open field, even that they may bring them unto the Lord, Lord, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, unto the priest, and offer them for peace offerings unto the Lord. Verse 6, and the priest shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar of the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and burn the fat for a sweet savor unto the Lord. Verse 7, and they shall no more offer their sacrifices unto devils, after whom they have gone a whoring. This shall be a statute forever unto them throughout their generations. Well, this, is a, this has so many implications. So many implications. Think about the, the so-called holidays where you might go kill no, maybe not kill, but it's going to be a barbecue, going to be a picnic. What do any of those things have to do with honoring God? 
What are any of those things that we find special and we find hold dear and near and sentimental? What does any of those things have to do with God and honoring God with the high holidays that God gave us? Another damn thing. There are a lot of things, a lot of the holidays and the customs where we bring, you know, we're feasting and we're eating and we're, and we're having a good old time, you know, drinking and the kids are running around and just having a great old time and it got nothing to do with God and the laws he gave us and, and the holidays he gave us because those were things that were done to worship the other gods back then. The sacrificing of, 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 of the bulls, of goats, and of, uh, what was it, bulls, goats, and ox. Brothers and sisters, do your research. We, we, we went over it. I'm running out of time. That's why. What was brought to Zeus in Corinth for his worship? Bulls and goats. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt and Moses was up on the mountain getting the, the Ten Commandments from God, what did we build down in, in, in amongst ourselves when we rose up to play and have a good old time? Bulls. And sacrifice unto them, and they're taking the blood and doing all types of th- things with the blood, from blood pudding where we were eating it to all types of just foolishness, all types of debauchery, and not honoring God the way God wants to be honored. How many picnics have been done in, to, to, I mean, for the wrong damn thing? That God is saying, you're going to bring your offering to me. I want your best. Come on, brothers and sisters. What's the whole first fruits about? What's our tithes supposed to be about? Giving our best first. To who? God. Not second. Not fifth. Not, oh, well, maybe next time, God. You know what? I'm going to leave this right here. I got 10 seconds left. I would go over, but I'm not going to. Um, if the Lord said the same, I'm going to pick up here on Wednesday. I'm going to pick up here on Wednesday. I'm going to save this here. Yeah. I'm going to end this one right here, brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, today is Monday. All right, today is Monday. Um, I'm going to invite you to please check out uh, um, on YouTube, the YouTube channel, um, uh, SOW. This is, this is Monday. Uh, SOW. Um, Houston, Texas, uh, Stream of Wisdom. They have class tonight starting at, at 7 on YouTube. And if you, uh, or you can catch uh, uh, Sport of Truth uh, on their YouTube channel, uh, uh, Sport of Truth, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Check out their YouTube channel. Uh, check out their class tonight starting at 7.30. All right, starting at 7.30. Uh, we do have the feature dedication coming up, uh, Hanukkah, uh, December 7th, Sunday on December 7th. Please get in touch with, with, with the school in your, in your area, um, the camp in your area, so we might be able to get together and congregate and observe God's high holidays, all right, and, and things we have going on. Uh, and that's it, all right. Uh, I will check with the Brother Tazapal to see if, if he's going up, 
on a Tuesday, right, for uh, Tons Spot Tuesdays, um, uh, tell me on this tomorrow. Not sure if it, it might be in the morning, uh, starting at 10 a.m., or if it's going to be pushed back to uh, tomorrow evening. But definitely send a notice out and let everybody know. All right, brothers and sisters, for uh, Bible Talk, uh, this is Mishraba. I would like to say shalom. Shema Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.